TED Audio Collective. I do think my family loves me. I just think that they need to get, like, better at loving me. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? The real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, I'm Dylan Marin, and this is Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the show where I take negative online comments and turn them into starting points for offline conversations. This is, again, not an official episode. It's an in-between episode when we're in between seasons and I'm going to speak to a listener of this show. The listener I'm speaking to today, her name is Jamie, and she wrote to me with something that a lot of listeners write to me with, the fact that this show helps them speak to their families. Now, Jamie is very different from some of her family members, like some of you may be from your family members. So I had a conversation with Jamie, especially as some of us might be reeling from Thanksgiving dinners where we had awkward and difficult conversations. So here is Jamie. Hi, is this Jamie? It is. Hi. Hi, Jamie. How are you? It's Dylan. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. This is so exciting. Look, you just wrote me a sweet little note on Instagram, and now here we are. Oh, my gosh. I know. I never expected this. I'm <laughs> really very... excited and a little nervous. No, my God. <laughs> don't be nervous. There's This is really just a conversation. So uh, <laughs> why don't you kick it off by telling me a little about you? Um, I am 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, Same age. We're 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 twin I'm sisters. Sorry? We're twin sisters on the same age. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> um, 30s are fun. 30s I know. Are fun so far. Um, I have an almost five-year-old. Ooh, congratulations. Yeah, he's he's fun. I have have a husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he a uh, firefighter husband. Fire. Um, oh wow, that's the dream. Yeah. So um, and beyond that, um, I don't know. I'm I'm really into fitness. I'm really into Great. like health. It's really kind of my thing, but I'm mostly a homebody. Nice. <laughs> I'm kind of boring. No, boring is the new exciting, so let's embrace it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, I like to read. Mm-hmm. I like to, let me think. I don't know. It's tough. You know, I feel like I, I think of, I spend my time doing yeah. things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're like, what are those things when you have to articulate yeah. it? I fully get it. I fully get it. I Obviously, I'm a podcast listener. I'm big into podcasts. Yes. Um, you're a favorite. You came up, I guess, maybe I discovered you last summer. Not oh. this previous summer, but the summer before that. Yeah, so that that's um, when, when we debuted. So so you're you're an old school listener. Yeah. yeah. And I that yours and um I really love Dan Savage's podcast. Oh yeah. Savage Love Cast. Savage Love Cast. So um and I'm trying to get into more of like the um 
the podcasts about the the politics that maybe aren't like the fun politics. Mm-hmm. The kind of mm-hmm. I'm trying to educate myself. I, I really like being right. Mm-hmm. And in order to be <laughs> right, I have to learn. So. Right, right, right. I think you articulated a um, a universal truth about all human beings, which is that we really <laughs> like to be right. I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, the reason you got in touch with me is the reason a lot of fans and listeners write to me is that they say the podcast reminds them sometimes of conversations they have with family members. So talk to me talk to me about that. So me and my siblings are kind of the self-professed black sheep of mm-hmm. our family. We're very liberal in a family of very conservative people. Um, we grew up, yes, we grew up in around in Virginia, um, in a small town. I didn't go to high school with many like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about politics. Mm-hmm. I look back, and it's almost embarrassing to admit I was probably nineteen or twenty, and I didn't vote. And my brother, hmm. who's gay, said to me. If someone was trying to take away your basic human rights, mm-hmm. I would be out there voting. Hmm. And ever since then, hmm. I have been very into politics. Mm. And it just, I don't know, it's one of those things that really hit me. It really struck me. Yeah. It's um, interesting how those, like, those specific moments are what can change us into or exactly. or move us into action. And not necessarily, I mean, I'm sure you saw online a lot of people shaming people who didn't vote you know like you're an awful person if you don't vote you're trash Mm -hmm. if you don't vote but i don't know that that motivates anyone to vote whereas i think i think it's like the human to human interactions that actually propel people forward like your gay brother telling you you know like these are my rights on the line you know exactly i try to explain to them this to me is I don't know if this sounds kind of crazy. This is my, these are my values. This Mm -hmm. is the same as my religion. These are things that I truly believe Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. that sometimes it would just be easier for me to like go against what I, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. care. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm petty, but I, (laughs) I can hold a grudge. My Mm -hmm. son has never had Chick-fil-A and he never will if I can help it. But that's interesting that you feel petty. Like you're using that word petty because you're in the minority of your family. Whereas if the majority of your family was aligned with you Mm -hmm. and then there were like two outliers, I don't know if petty is the word you would use. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I try to remember that the world is bigger than this one family and this one place that I live in. I'm I'm lucky. My brother lives in D.C., so I go visit him a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to be around a lot of like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I don't want to only be around like-minded people. You know, I mean, that's the complicated thing. Then you're like, oh, this echo chamber is like we're all agreeing with each other so much that we're finding ways to disagree with each other and argue with each other. (laughs) You know, when ultimately we agree. Yeah, I get it. And I mean, I think that there's. It's just I remember a lot of my family members were like, you know. I do anything for your brother. I support him being gay, you mm-hmm. know, but I'm not going to stop going to Chick-fil-A because I like their peach milkshakes. <laughs> and I'm like, but do you hear yourself? You just said you'd do anything for him, but you won't give up a peach milkshake for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would do anything for your brother, but there's a limit to the anything. So the word anything doesn't apply anymore. Well, it's also, and these are kind of like, you know, arguments that I have in my own head as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I know that a lot of times, and especially to my family, but, you know, even to my own years, I can come off 
is very self-righteous because I know to a lot of people that does seem petty. And I always tell my husband, I'm like, you know, I, I know that I come off as self-righteous, but I truly think that almost even more than voting, maybe, maybe right up there voting the way that we spend our money is how we cast I vote on what kind of world we want. Completely agree with you. I I think you're you're totally right. And that is we vote every day with our wallets. I think I think that's that's perfectly that's the sentiment is is dead on. And I it gets cumbersome. I my poor husband. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's he agrees with me, but he's not. He's definitely not like politics aren't his thing. He's just mm-hmm. not interested in it. But you know, there's so many things where I'm like, you know. No, we're not going to the theme park closest to us because it's a SeaWorld company. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. Mm. He puts up with a lot of my um, maybe, like, you know, interests that, that I just, yeah. I don't know. I believe that money speaks volumes. I, I, I agree. I totally agree. I guess I'm truly curious because I come from a family where we are all politically aligned and we just like Mm -hmm. at Thanksgiving is essentially we are just finding different ways to agree with each other, (laughs) you know, around the table. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I know that there are a lot, a lot of listeners who experience this with their families. And for those listeners who are perhaps listening to this as they're still reeling from a particularly tough Thanksgiving, (laughs) is there anything that you do that feels, that makes you feel good? Is there anything that you do that helps foster conversations with your family members? So I I really try to stay away from politics with Mm -hmm. Um, my family members that don't, their beliefs don't align with mine. Um, that's not always possible specifically, mm-hmm. you know, we just had the midterm elections and stuff. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to come up. I try to ignore it because mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to change their mind, but mostly I try to remember, and if this is a learning curve that I don't know that I'll ever master. I'll probably always struggle with it. I try to Find a good balance between lose the fight, not the relationship, but also remember my own mental health. Mm-hmm. My brother's not coming home for Thanksgiving for that reason. He said that it's just too much on his mental health. Mm. Because another issue is, I think when a lot of times my family does something wrong to me, I don't ever get an apology. A particular story comes to mind. Mm-hmm. It was my bridal shower and mm-hmm. the Chick-fil-A thing had just happened. Mm-hmm. And I had an aunt that gave me a gift card mm-hmm. there um, and I opened it and all my friends and family are there. And I kind of thought, you know, she just gave it. That's nice. And she was like, you need to spend that. You better spend that. And they have a right. And oh. it just felt like I didn't give her the reaction she wanted when I opened it. So yeah. She like pushed me to have more. So then I got mad. Uh-huh. I was like, that's not right. You know why I feel this way. Yeah. And unfortunately, when I look back on that, on my bridal shower, that's what I think about. Not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that it was my bridal shower. Just to shower. confirm, she knew that you were opposed to Chick-fil-A, so she got you a gift yes. card to Chick-fil-A to almost rub your face in it. Yes. Yeah. And then I didn't think, I thought she had just got it for me, not knowing. Um, mm-hmm. So then she kind of poked at me and said, you better spend that. You need to spend that. They have mm-hmm. a right to that. It's good food. You know, I got that for you. I spent money on you. And it turned into a, argument 
not like a blow up, but like a verbal argument in, at my bridal shower. Mm. And when I told other family members about it, or when I went to my dad or whoever, I think the most I got was, well, she probably shouldn't have done that, but she loves you. Mm. And it kind of felt like you need to accept. And they kept saying, you need to call her. You need to talk to her. Mm. And it kind of felt like, I don't know, just accept the, what she did to you because one time when you were six, she did something nice. (laughs) Yeah. What they're suggesting is that that action that she did when you were six is like the most important thing. And this action that hurt you, well, no, 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 that's over. So that's so interesting. Yes. You just put into words exactly what I think for years I've been trying to put into words. Oh, great. (laughs) Well, then this call is successful. Exactly. You said it way more eloquently than I did. It's just... It was a collaboration. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was a collaboration. We both put it into words. (laughs) Well, I mean, and again, I'm not necessarily questioning whether I do think my family loves me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that they need to get better at, like, at... Better at loving me. I think about this word love and the way we use it colloquially in relation to the word hate, right? And mm-hmm. and there's that there's that phrase that I'm not wild about that love trumps hate. And I'll get back to that in a moment. But I I think what I'm thinking about as we talk about your story and your family is like, oh, she loves you. You just need to know she loves you. It's like, well, love is an action. And love is like an active thing that must be done, right? It's not this passive fact that you just get to have tattooed, right? It's it's this like mm-hmm. constant thing to be tending to. And the good news is, is that when you truly feel it, it doesn't feel like work to tend to it. It can feel like work to tend to a relationship, but that's because all relationships have their complexities and all that stuff. But like I, th- I, I believe that like love itself is something that is – yeah, it, it it is an action that takes work. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, yeah, and I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, and so it's weird sometimes- for them to be like, well, that should – she just does this. And it's like, well, she's doing so many things that aren't loving, so I don't know – if it's still love, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think it's passive love, which I don't think is love anymore. I think that they want to love me. Mm. Um, but when it comes down to it, I don't think that they like the person that I've turned into. And furthermore, I don't think they like that they can't bully me into being that person. Hmm. Um, and that's upsetting because, you know, uh, the main point here is that I give them, I have, I mean, as long as someone's not aggressive with the way or truly hateful, I guess, with Mm -hmm. their political opinions, I can accept it, Mm -hmm. most of them. But I give my family, obviously, I think most of us do more of a pass than we would someone else. And it does, I don't know, I guess I keep going back to that point of I don't get that same return. I don't get Mm -hmm. the same courtesy Mm -hmm. and Holidays are always tough because I go in kind of anxious. I get to start getting anxious a week or so before, and mm-hmm. I have to kind of talk myself up of, like, I go in between, well, you're going to stand up for yourself this year. This year, you're going to stand <laughs> up for yourself. <laughs> and, you know, okay, you need to stay calm, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like my patients are already gone before I even walk in the door. Right. Well, because it seems like you're kind of 
fighting this battle alone, right? Like, and and you're kind of representing yourself, and and you're then policing yourself and how you react. So you're in a pretty tough position, is what it sounds like. It is, yeah. And I mean, you know, again, your podcast has really helped me. You know, don't say anything mm-hmm. on the internet that you wouldn't say in person. But then I go back to, well, maybe I should be a little bit more not um, aggressive, but maybe more forthright in person. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Before we continue, I just want to say thanks for being here. Also, you can be on this show too. Has someone said something negative about you online, or maybe you've said something negative about someone else? Either way, after this episode is over, go to www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com where you can fill out a guest form. And if you don't want to be on this show, that is totally cool. I appreciate you just the same. Maybe consider telling a friend about this show. Word of mouth has brought this podcast around the world, so your recommendation goes a long way. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Well, maybe I should be a little bit more not um, aggressive, but maybe more forthright. Yeah, well, that's what I I was just going to kind of, I mean, you know, I'm just a human. Take these suggestions or don't. You're your own human, and I totally respect that. But you said something interesting earlier that I just wanted to get back to, which was that you said, I'm not going to say anything. I'm I'm roughly paraphrasing what you said. But you said, I'm not going to say anything because it's not like I'm going to change their minds, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so interesting that you said that. Because at the beginning of this call, you were telling me about how your mind was changed about the importance of voting because of your gay brother, right? Yeah. So I do believe that minds change, and I do believe that minds change because of interpersonal interactions with people. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, change happens over time. So you might—I think it's valid to say that you're not immediately going to change your family, you know? But, like— mm-hmm. I think the most key ingredient of change is time, and that's what makes change difficult because it's like – it's kind of frustrating that it can't happen like immediately, you know? Like Mm -hmm. you can't say the one right thing at the Thanksgiving table and then everyone's like, oh my god, we totally realize how we are not being supportive of you and your brother and and all of these things, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like it's not going to – it happens like that in – television and movies, but that's because they need um, a resolution before the end of it because of how stories have been built for all of time, you know? Yeah. So do you know what I I mean? mean, Like, I wonder if, like, you're planting seeds in their heads that are going to sprout much later. That's that's such a good point that I would have never heard Mm. (laughs) (laughs) unless I was talking to you. And now (laughs) that I hear, like, you just just pointed that out to me, and it's... Mm. It's true. And kind of looking back after you've said that, I do see, I do have some family members that, you know, my dad is one of them. I see sometimes where he, he can be, you know, I can see the wheels turning Mm -hmm. a little bit when I talk to him. Mm. Um, My grandma's another one where when I speak to her, I really feel heard, even Mm. if she doesn't agree with me. I feel like she's not listening to respond. I feel like she's listening to really try to understand. Mm. Yeah, you totally Um, nailed exactly what I try to do in this show all the time, which is like – listen to listen not listen to be like okay 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 what's my what's what how am i going to come back to this you know what i mean 
It's been something that I've been working on because mm. I'm a big talker. So. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I mean, I think we all are, na- or I'm sure there are some natural listeners, but I think we all are. I just think it's like it is challenging, but I think so worth it to work on like how we actually listen to people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing I was just thinking is that it's interesting because you also said that your brother won't be coming to Thanksgiving because he needs to protect his mental health, right? Yes. And so, I mean, that's that's something worth, like, chewing on. Not that we have to chew on it, but, like, I think that's interesting because there's almost this, like, scale of comfort, right? And And he is so uncomfortable because I think a lot of the negativity he's getting from your family directly impacts something that is at the core of his being, right? It is, is in fact, literally his existence. And whereas, like, you represent something a little further down the scale where you love him and you want to protect him and you want to be his ally – but you you still have the ability to go to Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I and, mean. And I've been thinking about change as this kind of relay race we have to run where, like, mm-hmm. it's—and and I should point out, I'm sure that your family is a scale. I, or I wouldn't be surprised if your family is, in fact, a continued scale of that, you know, from, like— your brother to you. And then I'm sure there are like gradations of shades of some who are closer to you, some who are further from you. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, yeah. And and the relay race metaphor that is half-baked, but you know, indulge me for a moment, please, which is like, (laughs) you know, your brother can run the baton to you, but doesn't have the energy to go further, which I completely understand and affirm because like, he's like, I got to protect myself, you know? And I, and I think Mm -hmm. about that often with like the most marginalized among us, how I don't think they need to be doing the work of like all the political healing. And then you have the baton and you can run that baton to the next person, but might not feel comfortable going to hypothetically your aunt who is trying to rub your face (laughs) in the Chick-fil-A stuff, you know, Um, but maybe your dad and then maybe your dad could run that baton to someone else. I don't know. Am I completely off base here? No, you're not. And that's a really interesting point to bring up that has made me think so much because I never saw it that way. I always saw, and and it's not that he's not, I mean, this is just another way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. Um, and they can both be right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've just always thought, you know, my brother's the strong one. He's like the one that's like, you know, he can, he can cut, you know, them out a little Mm -hmm. bit, or at least cut Mm -hmm. like time with them easier. And I'm the weak one. I kind of bend and go there and let them kind of, you know, do act the way they act. Mm -hmm. Um, and I never thought of it in the sense of, well, maybe I can go there with a different mind frame and Mm -hmm. try to maybe in a nice, delicate way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. plant the seeds, um, that I, or at least try to tell them, explain to them that I'm not a villain. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) you know, that's a lovely start (laughs) to be like, yeah, I'm I'm not not evil. Yeah. 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 I just think differently than you, and here's why, and maybe you could try to understand it. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe I've learned something as well because I think a lot of family members truly don't understand why my brother doesn't speak to them. They're ex- they're very off base hmm. with it, and it's because you know I think that people get hurt, and yeah. being hurt is an uncomfortable emotion, so you resort to anger. Yeah, and you can hold on to anger longer. Mm-hmm. So that's what I see happening a lot. You mean they're hurt, they feel hurt, or he feels hurt? I think on both. I mean, yeah. mainly I think him. Yeah. But, um, Which is totally I, understandable, I right? Like, I think if you are, if you share this, like, truth about yourself, and then you're not accepted for that, and then you feel hurt, and then you're angry, like, I totally get that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it has less to do with his, I mean, with anything other than, because they do all accept him. I think that's pretty widely accepted, but mm-hmm. I say that. Let me back up. I think they think they accept him. Yeah. Um, Ooh, that's an interesting distinction, right? It's like, I, well, we love you, individual human person, but like yes. maybe not the the like bigger ecosystem of the world he's part of. Exactly. I mean, they'll say things like, you know, if he got married, then I'd be there, and I love Terry, and I would stick <laughs> up for Terry. And you know, but then when it comes down to it, I see things like I'll see them comment on Facebook on things that they're, you know, oh, Disney's thinking of making a, a gay character mm-hmm. in a movie. Well, I'm not going to that. That's inappropriate. We shouldn't be shoving that. And it's just then I get yeah. frustrated. So I'm like, you think that you support him, but you don't support right, him. Right, 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 um, right. So, yeah, I, it's, I, and that's yeah, that's sorry, interesting. Huh? No, no, no. I, I, I was just gonna say that's interesting that they, on the one hand, I don't know them, so I can't comment on them, and I don't want to like put words in their mouth. But it is, I guess, worth noting that it seems to them there is a difference between your brother, like the human being, and then Mm -hmm. his sexual orientation is separate from him almost. You know, it's like, no, we love the being and we would go to his wedding. But if I see queerness, gayness manifest in any other part of my life, that's wrong and that's inappropriate. You know what I mean? I think think what you're touching on is something that I always say. I always say that there is a difference between I accept you because I love you before this, so I guess I'll put up with it. (laughs) Right, right, right. I'll deal with it because of you. Yeah, and the difference between I embrace who you are, I love everything about you, this included. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I, I don't, I understand it was a different world that they grew up in. I know that our world has changed a lot in their lifetime, yeah. but I think that it's time to, I don't I explained it to my grandma perfectly the other day. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, my brother wants to feel like not only does he want to hear that you accept him, but he wants to know that if he's in the room and someone makes a mean spirited joke mm-hmm. about him, that you would stand up for him. I was like, you know, you're Catholic and if someone came in my house and said that all Catholics are terrible people, and I would say, you know, I'm not Catholic, but please don't say that because yeah. I have Catholic members that I love and they're not like that. So mm-hmm. you're totally allowed to have that opinion, mm-hmm. but in my presence, don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, and that's what my brother wants, and that's the support that I don't think from some family members he's yeah. ever gotten. Yeah. No, I, I completely get that. And I mean, I love the, what you say at the end of your podcast mm-hmm. every time, you know, this mm-hmm. person at the other end of the mm-hmm. screen or the keyboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you're kind of my Jiminy Cricket sometimes when <laughs> oh, I'm that's oh my god, Jiminy Cricket. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Specifically like news stories. I've I've kind of stopped reading the comments because Oh yeah. Yeah. I get fr- I it's just better for me mm-hmm. to not read them. But um those are people that you don't know and you're probably never gonna come in contact, so it's even easier to mm-hmm. maybe say the pick on their grammar or something, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. You have definitely that phrase has definitely it's in my ear all yeah. the time. Now, oh my god! I, I try to try to live by it. <laughs> well, I I think that's great, and this is also a lovely reminder that there's also a human on the other end of the screen of this lovely Instagram comment I got, and I'm I feel so glad that I got to meet the human who is you. So, so look at us, because it, it also means it in a good way too. You know, like mm-hmm. like we're all just humans typing things into our supercomputers in our pockets um mm-hmm. but i have i have one more question for you which is i don't know if you saw but i've been um considering changing the title of the show mm-hmm. and i wanted to know how that sat with you and then i can tell you the title i have in mind i'm not i'm not sure if i if i did see that i've forgotten it okay but... great well here's news for you i'm considering changing the title of the show for a few reasons that i'll get into but how does that if when i first say that how does that sit with your heart i'm a very kind of sarcastic teasing person <laughs> so <laughs> i really like the title <laughs> but i guess i can see where maybe it unfairly represents what the podcast yeah. really is. And it, I think um, I'm I think I'm most worried that it un, unfairly represents my guests. You know, like I, enough guests have been like, "Oh, I really don't hate you." You know, I don't feel this hate for the person I'm talking to, you know? Um Yeah. And so it labels them and and my other reason is like, you know, um we're seeing terrifyingly hate crimes and hate groups in our country. Mm-hmm. And I think it is important to distinguish between that and my guests because none of my guests would even ever align themselves with that. I mean, I, I don't think a single one of my guests would ever align themselves with a hate group, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I can definitely see where maybe yeah. it, you know, misrepresents people. Mm-hmm. The new title I'm thinking is and and this is not 100%, so I really I want your f- honest feedback. But the new title would be, Why Did You Say That? Why Did You Say That? Yeah. I like it. I mean, if I'm being honest mm-hmm. or I'm looking for a podcast <laughs> or for a book or mm-hmm. anything, what probably draws me in first as I'm scrolling through mm-hmm. is, is the, the word picture. hate. Yeah. Well, not oh, the, the word, picture. The, I see the, yeah, the picture. I see the picture first. I've been misled by some good pictures, <laughs> not uh-huh. great podcasts, but or not great for me. Yeah, but well, what especially if, for what? What if the picture stayed the same? What if the picture did the work of explaining what the podcast is? And oh, I'm into the picture. <laughs> okay, great. So, but what what I'm saying is, keep the picture new title. Yes, I like that. I do I, like that, and it. If that really is what the podcast is about, you try to get to the root of why mm-hmm. someone said what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, I mean, I guess what they say, it's, their comment is like an incomplete thought. The mm-hmm. podcast is completing it mm-hmm. or getting behind Ooh, it or something. <laughs> Jamie, I love that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> fascinating. But that's what Yay. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Um, well, 
Jamie, it has been such a lovely pleasure talking to you and getting to know you and and by proxy getting to know your family a little better. Um, so thank you so much. Any any final thoughts, concerns you want to share? I'm really glad I reached out to you. Yeah, um, me too. Been, this has been great. This has been something I'll, I'll brag about for a while. You got to so, brag. Thank you. I'm going to brag about yeah. this too. Well, Jamie, a total pleasure. And I guess the holiday season is already upon us. So happy holidays. And good luck with all of the family time that you're going to be having. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon, Jamie. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to be a guest on this show and take your own online conversation and move it offline, please visit www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com for more information. Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Vincent Cascione is the sound engineer and mixer. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Adam Cecil, Emily Moeller, and our publicist, Megan Larson. Remember, there's a human on the other side of the screen. Dark times, and it's hard to take it. But we're gonna make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times. Make it through these dark times.